in relation to the discipleship team that we have for this year and for the series of messages that we have uh, been receiving since March, it's all taken actually from the book of Mark. So when, when, when we were given the task to prepare sermons, of course, we repair right away to the book of Mark. And as I was browsing through the book of Mark, my attention was actually caught by chapter 10, where I read a particular text about the kingdom of God, where the brothers, the sons of thunders, as we call them, James and John, were requesting Jesus to place them beside him on the right and on the left in the kingdom of God. Anyway, let's read it. Please read with me. And James and John's, John, the sons of Zebedee, came up to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us, seat, grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your glory. Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or to be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? And they said to him, We are able. And Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be indignant at James and John. And Jesus called them to him and said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. But it shall not be among you, so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man can, came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Then when Pastor Ray told me, then I realized that it's Mother's Day. Because originally I'm supposed to preach next week, but there were some sort of class of uh, schedule, so I was told to preach today. And it so happened, it's Mother's Day. I had a problem because I was really putting attention on just now the text that we have read, and suddenly I was asked to preach on Mother's Day. So uh, I'm happy actually because at least I can relate easily motherhood and discipleship. But still in my mind, I'm, I'm still capturing in my mind that text wherein 
It's about James and John asking for that, those positions in the kingdom of God. Interest, interestingly, when I look at the book of Matthew, there was this uh, parallel message that speaks exactly the same topic but with the presence of their mother. So let's read that particular text. Amen. So, hold it. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came up to him with, with her sons, kneeling and kneeling before him, she asked him to, for something. And he said to her, what do you want? She said to him, say that these two sons of mine are to sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your kingdom. Jesus answered, you do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am to drink? They said to him, we are able. And the rest of uh, John Mark's account is, continues as the same. And it's actually really interesting that on exact Mother's Day, I was able to relate it, the same text that I was looking at in the book of Mark, and here I could see a, a parallel text in the book of uh, Matthew. And this is really for you. Maybe you will ask, is there really that discrepancy between the book of Mark and the book of Matthew? Wherein, how come there's the, the mother of these two guys are present here in this particular text? Well, it's not. There's no discrepancy. You know, the, John Mark has focused actually on the two disciples and, of course, Jesus. And Matthew, being a tax collector, Lector previously, we all know how these tax collectors, you know, number these people, how they count you know, every single person. That's why in the account that he wrote, he managed to really point out the persons in that particular scene. And he added mother, the mother the Mrs. Zebedee, the mother of James and John. Actually, if you look at uh, the Amplified Version, you will see the name in close in parentheses. And even in the study Bibles, if you're learning further, you will see and you will know that the name of their mother is Salome. Salome. Which is a feminine version, actually, of the Hebrew word, Peace. And ba Sister Salome? Praise God. And we thank God for His Word. Let us pray first. Father, we just want to thank you for the reading of your Word. And even, Lord, as we learn further from it, Father, continue to impart your wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to each and every one of us. 
and give us, Lord, a press insight and revelation. And may you continue to be glorified even as we celebrate Mother's Day today. Father, we give you all the glory, honor, and praises alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. So today, I'm entitling a message, The Discipling Heart of a Mom. And in honor of you, all moms here, we just want to thank you for the life that you have invested in us. Thank you for everything that you have done in our lives. And we, anyone among us here be asked how big is your heart, we can really attest and we can surely say that your heart size is really this big. So much that your heart really is having this so much capacity and capability. And that is seen how have you, have you have treated us? Have you have cared for us? And have you managed to disciple and influence us? So, we thank you and we honor you, mothers. Palakpakan po muna natin ang ating mga mothers. Hallelujah. And I'd like to relate this message that we have for today in one particular verse, in 1 Corinthians 13.13, where it says, So now, faith, hope, and love abide. This three, but the greatest of these is love. And if we look at in another translation, in Amplified Version, we will see that here we have given the meaning of each of this grace Lord, that we have. And it says there, faith means abiding trust in God and His promises. Hope is the confident expectation of eternal salvation. And love is the unselfish love for others growing out of God's love for oneself, for me, for you, for all of us. But the greatest of these is love. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 speaks of the fundamental virtues of the Christian life in this world. And Paul has used this triple combination in many of his epistles, actually. You will see it in, in different writings that he has. He combined these three virtues, faith, hope, and love. And we can all attest and we can all say that these virtues are really obvious in the lives of our mothers. They are most evident without thinking of any other things, any other person, but we can easily relate it right away to our dear mothers. Hallelujah. We thank you for your faith, love, and hope, mothers. So I'd like to take the three points that I have for you today, taking from this faith, hope, and love. Mothers are the greatest disciples and influencers. Meron po ba nagdi-disagree nagdi-disagree diyan? 
Yeah, really, mothers are the greatest disciples and influencers. Disciples, we all familiar with that word. We use that here in church. So we're all familiar with that one. Disciples or disciple makers. But nowadays, the word influencers, particularly those social media influencers, you know, they have a very high standard and they have a high position nowadays among us, particularly dun sa mga nagpapalo sa social media, sa mga bloggers. And you know how social media influencers, once they are called influencers, you know their categories, they have different categories. They have so much money nowadays. They earn a lot. They, they have a lot of speaking engagement. They have a lot of sponsors, different brands. Marami na yan, di ba? So, accepting that mothers are the greatest influencers, do they deserve, you know, to be paid that much, like the, those social media influencers? No, do, do they deserve that much attention? You know, they are, actually. Kaya po mamaya, yung mga mothers ninyo, Give them that special treatment. Treat them in an expensive restaurant. <laughs> you know, give them the best gift. You know, and if you, if your mothers are back home, no, spend so much in your call bills just to appreciate them and give them the honor that they deserve being our mothers. Amen. Palakpakan natin yung ating mga influencers. Hallelujah. So our first point po for today, mom disciples with faith. And in relation to what we've just learned, she influences on coming in person to the kingdom. Amen. Back to the reading that we just have. In verse 20, then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came up to him with her sons and kneeling before him, she asked him for something. You know, when, when, you, pierce, when you first read or heard this story, you will say, grabe naman tong mother na to. Huh? Or even the first one that we have read without the mother, you will say that grabe naman tong mga disciples na ito, si James and John. No wonder they are called the sons of thunder. <laughs> so that means Salome became the mother of thunder in this case. No? But looking at it no, at first, and we can easily say, we can easily criticize her no, by the story that we have just read. But kung na natin, the life and the, what Salome did here is actually common. No, it's common to every mother. Magagripo ba kayo? It's very common to all mothers, wherein they care so much for their children. You know, they doesn't care anymore. Those people around them, as long as what's in their heart and what they need to do for their children, to for her children will be done 
Uh, particularly in this kind of uh, setting wherein she wanted her children, James and John, to be sitting in the kingdom of God on the left and on the right of Jesus Christ himself. You know, Peter, James, and John were, we all know, were, were called the inner circle of Jesus Christ among the disciples. So as if Mrs. Sebedee or Salome is discrediting the, the, the opportunity of Peter to be sitting beside Jesus you know, on the left and on the right. And she wants her children to be the ones sitting on both sides compared to, to Peter and the rest of the disciples. No wonder they were all indignant. No? They, all, they were all angry. No, doon sa family, itong pamilya ng kulog na ito, aragalo lang sinasabi. No? And they want to capture those authority, a position of authority for them alone. So, ganun po ang nakita natin doon. But here, mom disciples through, his, through her faith. And we can see right away, you see the highlighted word, kneeling before him. In other translation, Sabi po doon sa King James is worshiping him. So right away we can see that Salome has her faith in Jesus. It's supposed to be the disciples who will be following Jesus. But even this mother kept on following the Lord Jesus. Now wherever they go, kasama po, sumusunod itong si Salome. And we can see here that she is a worshiping believer. She believes in Jesus Christ. That's why whenever having this opportunity to meet, to speak to Jesus, she knelt before she spoke. And then, in other words, she worshiped the Lord Jesus Christ. Even when Jesus Christ called his disciples, when it was time for him to call James and John, they were actually on the act of fishing together with their fathers, Zebedee, and the rest of the fishermen. And uh, even before this call, Peter, James, and John were already partners. Partners in business, partners in crime, probably, <laughs> partners in fishing. So, ibig sabihin, magkakasama na sila. And how come they were chosen the inner circle, being the inner circle? I, I, I can surmise, actually, I can probably guess that we know the characters of Peter. We know the characters of James and John. That's why they're called the sons of thunder. They were all very aggressive. You know, when, when they were asked or they were given an opportunity you know, to do for Jesus, they will do it aggressively. Ganun po ang characteristics. So, kaya, kayo po, kung gusto nyo maging nasa loob ng inner circle ni Pastor Ray at ni Pastor Ruel, make it 
You know, serve it aggressively. Serve us aggressively. In fact, that's what God wants from us. He wants us serve Him aggressively. Diba? At one point of my previous preaching also, I mentioned this. I don't know kung natatandaan nyo pa. Kinuha ko dun sa isang preacher then when he said, kung magpapakakristyano ka rin lang, ang sabi? Itodo mo na. Diba? So, that's actually the characteristics that we can see in the life of James and John here. And we can see also na may pinagbanahan nga itong si James and John. No, that even their mother, Salome, is really that aggressive in coming to Jesus. We can see how much faith she has for the Lord. She has this faith following Jesus wherever they go. And look at Zebedee, the father. It was not told here, but we can see that when Jesus called James and John, we can see that Zebedee, didn't say anything. No? He allowed Jesus to take James and John. And they were actually on the act of fishing, but Sebedee understood that. That means James and John had this background already that they were actually waiting for the Messiah to come. Even their parents, Sebedee and Salome, they were already actually believing Believers, they're already believing Jesus that one day he will come and they will offer their lives. So that's the faith that they have. So the faith of Salome influenced so much in the life of James and John. Hallelujah. I have read a wonderful story about Reverend Dr. George Campbell Morgan, or he was simply known as G. Campbell Morgan. He, he is a British evangelist, a preacher, a leading Bible teacher, and a prolific author, meaning he has written a lot of writings, books, about uh, the fundamentals of faith. And interestingly, one of the the most known writings that he has is about discipleship, which is our focus actually now in our studies. He preached his first sermon at the age of 13. And as I've said, top of the list is his work on discipleship. No wonder his four sons actually became preachers as well. And uh, there was one actually got a family gathering at their place and one of the visitors asked one of the sons, his name is Howard, he said, Howard, which Morgan is the greatest preacher? Now, having this, uh, you know, their respect for their father, that's why they follow this profession, uh, he looked at his father, but eventually say, he answered, which Morgan is the great preacher? And he answered, mother. True. 
What he meant was not that his mother actually preached on the pulpit, but that she preaches to them through the fine examples she had set for them at home. And through that, she made the greatest impact in their lives. Isn't it true that the mothers here around us had great impacts made in the life, in the lives of us, of our children? And we thank you once again for that, mothers. And mothers do a certain amount of preaching. Sabi ng isang nabasa ko actually, mothers do a million of preaching daily. <laughs> from, the from the moment he wants you to wake up, she preaches. From the moment she wants you to take a bath, she preaches. And everything. What do you want to eat? What do you want? Everything. So that's why in a day, she preaches a million. And there were four Bible scholars and preachers, you know, they had a conversation and they were asking one another, which is the greatest Bible version for you? One said, I like the King James Version for its, for its poetic and, you know, magandang words, English words. And the other one said, I like the CEB version for its modern English. It's easy to understand. And another said, I like the amplified version because it gives me further meaning of what I'm reading. And then quietly, the fourth one were asked. I said, what's your favorite version of the Bible? And he said, I like my mother's translations. <laughs> oh, and they said, oh, we didn't know that your mother translated a Bible. And he said, I like what my mother, my mother's translation, and it's the best because it relates to everyday life that I have. You know, and she preaches it as if it can change the life that I'm having. Which is true, di ba? Sino po ditong mother na hindi nagpe-preach? I don't think meron eh. Lahat nagpe-preach. <laughs> but we honor you, mother, and we thank you for whatever you have done. So it's more than preaching here in the, on the pulpit. You're doing it you know, on a daily and every moment of our lives. We're learning from what you're preaching to us. Amen. So mothers, keep on preaching. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> so mom's faith leads to godly conversion and salvation. We can see here that when Salome came to Jesus, what she wants actually is to be assured that her children will have a place in the kingdom of God. No? Ay, sumobra nga lang, gusto doon sa kanal at sa, so wala na yung mga pupwesta, yung, ano, yung mga, <coughs> yung iba. That's why they were angry. But her faith actually leads to godly conversion and salvation. Godly mothers 
produce godly offsprings. No, lahat ng meron siya, pananampalataya niya, pagkilala niya sa Diyos. No, she's able to preach on a daily basis and share it to her children. No, hanggang, diba kahit nga minsan matatanda na yung ating anak, but still, the way we treat them as if they were small kids. No? Kahit binata na, bebe, kumain ka na. May mga ganon. So, no? But yes, that's the heart of a mother. No? Whoever you are, whether you're already married, no, and even have kids as well, but the love, the faith, and the hope of our mothers on us no, will always be the same or it even becomes greater and greater. But the Bible tells us, actually, even our kids are still on their wombs. Yung mga anak ay nasa womb pa ng mga mother. No, they were already not treating them as if they're giving everything that they have. Kasi may mga mothers, they will say, oh, maliit pa yung anak ko. I won't, I won't teach muna. I won't uh, put her under stress. No, pressure sa, sa mga ganyang bagay. But the Bible tells us, and the Lord's, that's the Lord wants from mothers, know that they will take care of them even from the very start, know that they have them in their womb. That's how great our mother's love, our mother's faith, know, in, in us. <clears throat> Amen. Just like how Paul, when he was mentoring Timothy, no, he wrote to Timothy in Second uh, Timothy one five, and he said there, "I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois, and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuad- persuaded now lives in you." Also, you see the effect of mothers, even grandmothers, in the life of each and each individual, particularly our faith in God. It's fully influenced by how our mothers took care of us from the very beginning till we reach a certain age wherein we can decide on our own. And our faith has been affected. Yes, probably at that time, it's not about Christianity yet. Of course, possibly that uh, uh, the, the grandma Lois and the mother Eunice grew up in a, in a Hebrew faith, probably. But because when... Uh, Paul has shared and mentored Timothy. He was able to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior and eventually serve him in the way Paul served the church. And it's because of that faith, that faith that has already been there ever since. Hindi ba ganun din sa atin? We might have grown in a non-Christian family, though, but Somehow, in the way that our mothers had preached us, yung pagkakilala sa Diyos, 
was always there. That's why when it's about for us to know the truth and to accept the Lord Jesus as our Lord and Savior, hindi naging mahirap because there is already that seed that has been planted in our hearts, in our minds, in our whole being through our dear mothers. Timothy got something good from his mom, his faith in Christ. Sorry, mothers. If you think that because it's Mother's Day, you will just receive good words, that you will be pampered with appreciation, and you will be treated you know, so, that, so special, that you will just sit there and chillax. You've been preaching so much. So it's our time now to preach on you. <laughs> You've been preaching all along too long. <laughs> so listen now. Gumanti na lang po kayo sa Father's Day. <laughs> so mothers, if your faith in Christ is really that important to you, then you are bound to pass it on to your children. I will repeat that. Mothers, if your faith in Christ is really that important to you, then you are bound to pass it on to your children. We all know, and it's acceptable, we're not that perfect. No, from time to time, we commit mistakes. But you know that role that was given to you by God is really that special, that you are really the greatest disciples and influencers here in this world. No wonder that even the Lord Jesus Christ, no, pwede naman siyang ipadala na ng ama dito sa lupa ng andyan na agad. Andyan na si Jesus Christ. You know, just like Superman. No, when he came to earth in that story, no, he, just, he was just inside a kryptonite. And then, pagbagsak sa lupa, lumabas si Superman. But why there is a need for Mary, no, for God to bring his beloved son to us? Why is there a need, a there's a need of a mother through Mary in the life of the Lord Jesus Christ? Because somehow we all know being in that physical being, she, he, Jesus Christ will surely have gotten something from his mother. And that is actually the heart of a mother. In fact, because of that, the Lord Jesus Christ did his very first miracle because of the request of his mother. Now, because of Mary's hope, faith, and love, she was able to influence Jesus, although she, she didn't ask directly Jesus to do this miracle, but because of that certain need that they have at that particular gathering, Jesus, because of the, the love, the heart that he has also, you know, as requested with the same 
kind of uh, love that his mother has. She did. He did the first miracle through the request of his beloved mother. Amen. Again, mothers, do not just be complacent there sitting. Take heed of this, that if your faith in Christ is really that important to you, pass it on to your children. Maging nasa, kahit meron po bang ano dito, bantis. Kahit nagsisimula pa lang sa inyong sinapupunan, make a way to pass it on to your children. Amen po ba? Palakpak naman kayo mga nanay. Baka magalit na kayo eh. Number two, mom disciples with hope. She influences on becoming intentional in the kingdom. Hallelujah. So we'll, we will see here that sa verse 21, and he said to her, What do you want? She said to him, Say that these two sons of mine are to sit on your right, right hand and on at your left in your kingdom. In other translations for in Amplified said, What do you wish? No, and in other translations, sabi, what is your request? Sabi sa NLT version. And in New American Standard Bible, it says, what do, you see, what do you desire? In other words, what do you hope for? These are questions giving one a chance to openly be heard of what or she has been hoping for. No, yung kayo bigyan ng ganun pagkataon, then it's your opportunity to express the hope that you have. And in this case, Salome's hope is for her two children, James and John, not just to be part of the kingdom, but somehow to be doing something in the kingdom of God. That something that they will be doing intentionally on their own, not just because of the influence, you know, and the, the effect of what uh, she's doing in front of Jesus, what she's requesting before Jesus. And uh, she wanted her sons to be intentional on their own as she was. It's very important for us mothers that just like what I said er earlier, if we want, if, we are, if our faith is really that important to us, we must pass it on to them intentionally. That hope, though make it a hope, not just to express the faith that we have in the Lord, but make it a hope that one day, as we do it intentionally, our children will become intentional as well in following the Lord Jesus Christ, in serving in the kingdom of God. Amen. So mom's hope leads to godly confidence and intentionality. Just now, when we see the meaning of hope, oh, in the Amplified Version, it tells us that this 
Hope is the confident expectation of the eternal salvation that we have. So, so it talks about confidence and intentionality. So that we find story of great mothers actually in the Old Testament, hindi lang dun sa, sa buhay ni Timothy, but in the Old Testament, there were ideal examples of faith and hope in God, which uh, we could see and has greatly influenced in the lives of our men of faith na nababasa natin sa Old Testament. One of them is Joshebed. Who knows who Joshebed is? He is one of the underrated or underappreciated character in the Bible. But Joshebed is the mother, the, the biological mother of Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. And we all know the story that during those times when Pharaoh wanted to assassin all the Hebrew boys. And the only way that she could save Moses is to do what she did. We all know, sa picture pa lang makikita natin, that he made a basket and we put Moses there and let it, you know, come to the the flow sa river na ang Panginoon na ang bahala. She has that hope that Moses has to live and because God has prepared something for Moses, you know, that one day that hope that she has will be somehow be heard by God and and uh, Moses will be used by God in a, a bigger way, in a greater way. And we all know that the whole Hebrew clan actually were having that hope because of uh, what they're experiencing, the, the exile that they had in Egypt. And they were hoping that they will be freed from that 400 years of uh, that power of this Egyptian, the sparrows, over Israel. And we all know how Moses has been used by God to liberate Israel though, from that bondage of Egypt. Amen. And another story actually is in the life of Hannah. Hannah's story is one of the most touching stories in the entire Bible. You know the story of Hannah? She's the mother of prophet Samuel. She was actually barren at first. And uh, she's being insulted by her, uh, her husband's other wives. You know, dahil hindi siya nagkakaanak. And she prayed to God earnestly, hoping that one day God will give her an offspring, a son or a daughter. And God heard it in the life of 
Samuel. And he offered, she offered Samuel to the chief priest as if she wanted Samuel to serve God you know, in that capacity. And the Lord honored her hope, her heart. And after Samuel, actually, she became a mother of many other children. Nagkaanak pa siya ng marami. Ganun po ang nangyari sa buhay niya. And with all these stories, and even in the lives of our mothers here, we all know that prayer plays a major role in the heart of hope of every God-fearing mother. Diba? Maaring yung mother natin, eh, pag may gusto silang mangyari, uh, they keep on talking yeah, some mothers. Hindi ko sinabing yung mga nandito. <laughs> but the best way to express our heart of hope is through prayer. And we've seen how prayer has been effective in the lives of our children. Diba? Lahat tayo, we can say, the prayers of our mothers are really that effective. It may take time, or it may take an opportunity and circumstances for us to surrender to God, but knowing it, really it came, started from the prayer of a God-fearing mom. And we thank you, mothers, sa inyong mga panalangin. Praise the Lord. Where there is a praying mother, there is always hope. Again, where there is a praying mother, there is always hope. And we cannot deny that, that every mother has their hope on their children, on their families. No, on every aspect of our lives, they're hoping that everything will turn out well sa buhay nating, particularly sa ating mga anak. Well, the challenge to you, mother, is this. Just like what we've heard, where there is a praying mother, there will always be hope. So keep on praying, mother. Hallelujah. Lastly, mom disciples with love. And she influences on welcoming involvement in the kingdom. Based on our text, we read that in verse 22, Jesus answered, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am to drink? They said to him, We are able. Well, what we can see here actually is the way they answer him. Mer um, Salome and her two children, are you able to drink the cup that I'm drinking? Sabi ni Jesus. And they all know that Jesus was referring to the suffering that will come, not to his death. And they, are, they can easily say, they were able to say, 
right away, yes, we are able. Why? Why are they able to say that right away? Kung kayo, tayo kaya ayon, uh, sabihin ba natin, yes, we are able. Because of the love that they have for God, they were able to know God that close in their lives. They were able to know how God can be trusted, how God really has shared His love to each and every one of them. And they were able to capture that love and they're able also to offer that love to others through serving God. That's why whatever it is, it may be a cup of suffering or death, but they can easily say, we are able, Lord. We are able. Kaya namin to. And in fact, if we look backwards from the previous chapter, in chapter 19 of Matthew, Jesus talked in that particular chapter the relationship between husband and wife, the relationship of parents to children, and he has given that real important also in the lives of children, you know, that allow them to come to the Lord. And he was also mentioning about the role of his disciples in the kingdom. And they've already forgotten this. That's why they were all indignant. They were all trying to capture that special positions that they wanted, yung left and right position in the kingdom of God. But actually, in verse 19, in chapter 19, verse 27 to 30, if we'll read it once again, Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, in the new world, when the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones. Meaning may kanya-kanya naman palang position yung, yung 12 disciples eh. Bakit pinag-aawayan pa nila yung gusto nila mas closer to Jesus? Judging the 12 tribes of Israel and everyone who has left houses or mothers or sisters, father or mother or children or land for my namesake, will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. So they may have forgotten that Jesus mentioned that. That each of them, being his disciples, will have that authority. And not just authority, but the seats in the throne in the kingdom of God. And Salome had remembered that because he's been following this group, Jesus and his disciples. He's one of those crowd na kept on following wherever they go. No, I, I had this funny imagination nga that uh, when Salome, although her attentions were always on her two sons, maybe she, she keeps on, uy, May pinapawisan na yung bebe ko. So, sunod-sunod siya na, na pinupunasan yung pawis na kanya maalang. Well, it, the Bible didn't say that. I'm just, as I've said, I just had that funny imagination that it could be like that. Kasi but anong ginagawa ni Salome? No, she just kept on following. That means she has, has decided 
to be like the disciples. No? She kept on following Jesus and whatever miracle, whatever ministry that Jesus did, she was actually there. In fact, Mark recorded that even when Jesus died, she was there together with the, the other two Marys. No? They, they, they prepared actually yung oil and so many things for the burial of Jesus. And she was there even to the last days ng kanyang ng, ng Panginoon here on earth. And we can see also kung ano yung na-experience eventually nung kanyang dalawang anak. We can see actually even their very anong tawag nun? Sa, sa Singapore, probably we can say that that kind of attitude is like Kiasu attitude. No, they wanted sa kanila yung best positions, sa kanila yung best place. And but we all know that they were probably able to do that and be very confident in doing that because they know exactly who Jesus is. They know exactly how they devoted their time, their whole being, not to serve God. And if we, if, if we uh, look back to the history of what happened actually to James and John, when Jesus had already ascended and they've started their ministries, you know, as disciples and as followers of Christ, James actually became the, ber the very first recorded martyr in the Bible among the disciples. That means he served fully. Even Jesus has already ascended to heaven. She has, he has given his time fully in the service of God. Maybe at first they were hiding, but eventually... They exposed themselves, became bolder and bolder because of their faith, because of their love for God, that no matter what, this love has to be shared to others. Not the, the love that they experienced from Jesus has to be shared to others. That's why even to the risk that their lives will be taken from them, that they will be captured and that's actually what happened to James. He was the first martyr among the disciples. And his brother John, what happened to John? He was captured as well. And thrown in exile in the island of Patmos. No, that's where he was able to write the book of Revelation. But God has been faithful to them. That even to the last breath of their lives, they were faithful in their service to God. Because of the faith, the hope, and the love that they've gotten from their mother. And we thank God that we all know the two mothers out there. 
that you have that very special and continual effect, influence in the lives of our children. That no matter what, even to the last breath of our lives, we will always remember that. Bob's love leads to godly involvement and fulfillment. So that kind of love that we receive from God, you know, is the same love that we'll be able to share as well to others. That's why we heard the message that Pastor Ruel gave us last Sunday. The greatest commandment is about love. Loving God and loving, loving our neighbors. And here, we are being reminded again of the meaning of that love. It's an unselfish love for others growing out of, the, of God's love given to us, given for me, for you. So it's an overflow of the love that we have gotten from God, the experience from God. And we are extending it to our brothers, to our fellow men, unselfishly. And that's what actually, what James and John you know, has, in, has been influenced with by their mother. That unselfish love for others. Last Sunday, Pastor Well, in his preaching, used 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 to 7, to differentiate what a self-centered person or selfish person as against a loving person. And today I would like to share the same text to describe in highlights the most loving person in our lives, our beloved mothers. Amen. Sabidon, a mother's love is patient and kind. For each day that the Lord has made, she receives a list of thousands of questions, but she answers them one by one for the sake of her children. That's how patient our mother is. Her gentleness while giving instructions are really heartfelt. She takes care of her children tenderly when they are sick and while bandaging their wounds and even spends moment, moments to hear her children's cries and story. A mother's love does not envy or boast. Her children's accomplishments are her pride and joy. She does not get jealous when they spend time with their father. She cares a lot for her children and gives so much to them, but does not bring up all the way she has done to lift herself up. A mother's love is not arrogant or rude. Acting as if without her, her children would be nothing is not in her system. Instead, to be self-reliant and self-sufficient is what she teaches them. She shows her children respect instead of being short with them. A mother's love does not insist on its own. Her understanding that things can be done in so many ways is really wide. Showing her children several options, allowing them 
to choose doing something they prefer. A mother's love is not irritable or resentful. She maintains patience and calmness in herself over her children and does not become angry easily. She remains with positive and happy thoughts towards her family despite of the tiredness she may, she may have experienced over a long day of taking care of them. A mother's love does not rejoice in wrong, wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. When her children do wrong, definitely she's not happy. And like what Proverbs 13.24 says, it's about action to correct. It is, it is what she takes immediately. Praises for her children, for being truthful and honest are what she gives. A mother's love bears all things. Even in the most challenging times, she has the strength to carry her family through. She remains positively strong and hopeful. A mother's love believes all things. Unless her children have broken her trust with dishonesty, she trusts and believes her children all the way. A mother's love hopes all things. She encourages her children to take chances and chase their dreams. She has big dreams for their future. A mother's love endures all things. No matter what struggles or trials her children may face, she will stand by them. A mother's love, like God has instructed and demonstrated, her special love is never failing. It never ends. The love of a mother never ends. This is how the love of our Father in Heaven manifested and exemplified through the life of our dear mothers. Through them, God allows us to experience his perfect love physically and have a poor taste of what heaven is all about. And God is love, and that's his very nature. Where he is, love continues. And he is in the lives, in the hearts of every mother. That's why we are experiencing what we have now because of the lives of our dear mothers. To summarize it up once again, the disciple heart of a mom. Mom disciples with faith. She influences on coming in person to the kingdom. Mom disciples with hope. She influences on becoming intentional in the kingdom. Mom disciples with love. She influences on welcoming involvement in the kingdom. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, we thank God, really, for you, mothers. Though maybe you haven't heard this from us on a daily basis, but we're taking this opportunity now that we're celebrating this is your special day, Mother's Day, 
we want to express fully and thankfully our love back to you for your faith, hope, and love that we receive even when we were still young up to now. We always reminisce those times and we really appreciate what you have done in our lives. You know, the pandemic has taught us many things. It brought us and caused us to realize that we are not on our own. That we can only depend on God and trust that He is in total control. There were things that happened beyond our imaginations and expectations. Personally, I lost job in the midst of pandemic. I lost my dear mother as well in the midst of pandemic. Though she didn't die because of COVID, but I didn't have the chance to see her physically. For the last time of her life, I wasn't able to send her to her last destination physically because of what had happened within these two, past two years. Even before when I first came to Singapore, ever since till now, every time Mother's Day had been celebrated, I didn't have a chance to visit my mother physically. I was just able to call them regularly, constantly, video chat with them, with her. But I didn't have the chance to visit her physically till even till the end of her life. But there is one thing that even though that situation happened, I will never forget my mother. I will never forget the faith, the hope, and love that my mother exemplified in our lives. And I'm sure you do the same. Your mother has played a very big role, if not the biggest, in our individual lives. So let us treasure that even to the, the last breath of our lives as well. She has influenced us greatly. She has discipled us till this, what we are now. The influence of her discipling heart has really created a, the biggest impact in our individual lives. So listen to this. Motherhood and discipleship are identical, if not interrelated. Moms in general are naturally gifted as influencers or disciple makers. May not be perfect, 
but with the grace of God and being intentional with their faith, hope, and love, they produce God's godly offspring. As I have said, we will never forget the life that we've experienced with our dear mothers. And we thank them that here we are being her godly offsprings, that we were able to love God, that we were able to accept what God has given to us, and we are able to extend that love to others and even to the generations to come because once in our lives, a mother has started doing that in our lives. So once again, we love you mothers. And if you have the opportunity you know, to express your thanksgiving, your love to your parents, do it while there's still have, there's still time. May you not be experienced the one that had happened to me, but I'm sure whatever it is, I'm not really that sorry that it, it happened that way because circumstances did it. But I will, I can attest that what God, what my mother started in my life will always be remembered till the, the last breath that I have. Let us pray. Father, we just want to thank you for your message today. Thank you for this special moment, oh God, that we are able to appreciate our dear mothers. We thank you for their lives sacrificed for the sake of us. Thank you, Lord, that you have imparted your love, your heart, Lord, through our mothers. That's why we are able to believe in you. We are able to love you. We are able to serve you. And we are able to extend what we have experienced with you, Lord, to others because of our dear mothers. Father, we will continue to honor you and we will continue, God, to appreciate what you have done in the lives, not only our mothers, but in every one of us, Lord. That we were able, Lord. We were influenced in being discipled. That has been started in our homes, in our families. And right now, Lord, you've given us the opportunity to come before you in thanksgiving and in honor of you and in worship of God. Because that's how you showed your love. And it has been most evident and obvious in the lives of our mothers. So that's why, Lord, we want to thank you once again for our dear mothers. Father, we want to give you all the glory, the honor that you deserve, for they really belong to you only. We thank you, we praise you, we glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray.
for that wonderful message. Shall we all stand and close in prayer and as we receive the benediction. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the wonderful message that we have received. We receive them, Lord, with gladness in our hearts, honoring our mothers. Lord, I pray for our dear sisters who are here, mothers who miss their children back home, whom they haven't seen perhaps for many years. Father, be with them, and Lord, comfort them. And for those mothers who are here, Lord God, who are just missing their children, and whose children perhaps are considerably in the eyes of our society a bit wayward. Father, I pray that your touch, you will be with them and you will guide them through. Father, I pray that as we end this service, may we feel your love for us and that I know, Father, that you will embrace every mother that is here. Bless us all, Lord, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let us all receive the benediction. May the love of God, the Father Almighty, and the redeeming love of His Son, Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore until He comes. Amen, amen, and amen. Happy Mother's Day po sa inyong lahat. Uh, blessed afternoon for those of you who joined us online. Join us again next week as we worship God. Have a blessed day and happy Mother's Day.